A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Matt Appeal. I'm Susan Okereke. And my name is Bobby Seagull. And we are maths teachers on a mission to show that maths is for everyone. And if you're a newcomer to our Maths Appeal podcast and you don't love maths, but you want to grow your confidence, thank you for joining us. And whether you're a maths teacher or a maths fan or a parent or an adult or just someone who wants to brush up on their maths skills, everyone is welcome, especially people who find maths quite challenging. Definitely. And we're incredibly excited about our partnership with the charity National Numeracy and Organisation Experian. Just to let you know how it works with regards to every episode, we have a math problem that we solve. We also have a guest specifically connected to National Numeracy, the series, and we also have a math fact from our very own Bobby. And our special guest today is a National Numeracy Ambassador. His name is... Timmy Merriman Johnson and Timmy is actually an award-winning financial content creator. He's a podcaster, author and founder of Mr. Money Jar, which is a UK-based financial education company. And his podcast, The Mr. Money Jar Show, features individuals and organisations who are using money to create positive impact and he kind of really wants to help people with their personal finance. So this episode we want to have a focus on savings and banking. And we think that is a really important topic in the current climate. Because, you know, right now, there is a cost of living crisis going on. Interest rates are going up. There's pressure on mortgage rates, uh, monthly payments, borrowing costs are going up. And all this is within an environment of rising inflation. Uh, and again, Susan, we know that from our schools, you know, fellow teachers, families of children it's a really tough environment for everyone yeah and also especially if you're not that confident with maths it can be really daunting to try and improve and try and work out how to kind of get better with your personal finance if you're not feeling confident yourself so this is kind of why we wanted to show the connection between maths and personal finance and if you can build your confidence here it should hopefully help you bigger picture with your money absolutely and that yeah that's always again one of the missions of maths appeal make maths fun but also show you actually it's really important really really important but first before we go into sort of that it is time to set our maths problem for this episode and as you are aware for those regular listeners you already know the structure of what we do um, but if you're new it's always worth kind of going through the checklist what we try to do in math appeal is to give a, a, a structure a format on how to attempt and how to go forward with math problems a lot of the time if, especially if you're not feeling confident with math you think that the answer comes out of the air but actually confident mathematicians have a checklist emotionally of what they're doing before they even start to do any math so we wanted to share that with you so what we have is a first set of questions before you do any maths, before you even attempt any mathematics, you're thinking to yourself, how do I feel 
once I've heard that problem. So how are you feeling when you hear the problem? What's going on within you? Are you feeling any kind of butterflies or anything? Also, then you're thinking, does the question make sense? Are there any questions you want to ask around the question before you proceed? And then you're thinking to yourself, what maths topics are in this question? So you're like priming yourself in your brain, what's firing to help you attempt the question. And then actually, while you're attempting the question, there are also things that you should think about. Again, normally when I look at a problem, I try and think, oh, what facts do I know from the question itself? And then I'm trying to think, are there any sort of rules or formula that I need to apply potentially? And then I'll be thinking, actually, are there facts that you can sort of derive from the problem? And then finally, I think, oh, I think I'm in a position to tackle the question. So, Bobby, are we ready to tackle today's problem? Yes, pen and paper needed. And Please. I'd always recommend a calculator. We like tools to support your maths here as well. So don't feel bad mm. about having a calculator. Or an abacus if you're that way inclined. <laughs> yeah. Or you could use an Excel spreadsheet, depending on the question, obviously. <laughs> or other uh, products and services from other uh, <laughs> providers. <laughs> okay. So our problem for today's episode is this. Susan leaves £3,000 in the bank for two years. It earns compound interest of 2% per year. Calculate the total amount Susan has in the bank at the end of the two years. So I'll say it one more time. So Susan leaves £3,000 in the bank for two years and it earns compound interest at 2% per year. So your task is to calculate the amount Susan has in the bank at the end of the two years. To put a bit of context around this problem, this is actually a GCSE problem. So um, sort of 16 year olds would be sort of doing this at the end of their secondary school uh, careers. But compound interest is such a useful thing to, for everyone to understand. You need it when you're thinking about loans and when you're thinking about saving. And that is something we will kind of go through in more detail when we do the solution. But while you're thinking about that compound interest problem, which we're going to tackle shortly, uh, we're going to meet our guest, Timmy Merriman Johnson. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's really great to have you join us, Timmy. Thank you very much for having me, Bobby and Susan. 
Uh, you're known as Mr. Money Jar, fantastic name. So how did this name come about? This actually took me a really long time to come up with it. Um, <laughs> it was a few years ago, it was back in 2019. I was very sure that I wanted the name to have the word money in it, just so that people could find me. And I guess I went with Money Jar because I think it connotes kind of saving and setting money aside. And I wanted to come up with a name that was accessible and would appeal to people. But then also my surname is Merriman Johnson. And so it's sort of a play on my name. I'm Mr. MJ in both worlds, both in real life. And uh, when it comes to finance, I like it when people realize that. So we know that you're actually well renowned for using everyday analogies like Pokemon and Nando's to help make finance come to life for your audience. How do you think this really helps them to connect with your content and your matter? Yeah, I've been doing this for a few years now. And I think one of the things that I've realized is um, for, you know, it's just the way it is. Money is perceived by a lot of people to be, you know, quite a serious topic with quite with a capital S and a capital T. And so I just see it as my my goal to make learning about it as fun or as accessible as as possible. Um, I don't think that there is an understanding gap. I think that most people, if they had financial topics presented to them um, in a way that they understood, would get it. I just think that there's an information gap. And so what I do is I use information that people already know about, like the different levels of spiciness at Nando's. <laughs> and then I mash that together with a financial topic like income tax brackets and that's where the learning happens and um yeah it, it works it works pretty well even the fact that i'm on social media is kind of the, the same thing um mr money jar wasn't actually called mr money jar in the beginning it was just called money jar and it was a blog which unfortunately nobody read but you know the decision to go on to social media um you know instagram uh, TikTok and that sort of thing is just to go to where people were and to, to give them the information where they hang out essentially. Can I ask, how did you even get into this? Like, how, how, what, what was your journey to this point? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, do you know what? I've always been naturally curious about money. I've been curious about how investing works, um, how the financial system works, just because no matter what age you are, no matter what you're doing in your life, money is going to be a part of it and you know when i was at university i had a student bank account i was getting student loan when i was a young person i just started working i started to earn a salary for the first time started paying into a pension for the first time so i had this sense that i was interacting with money quite a lot but i didn't understand a lot about how these systems worked but i would say what really piqued my interest was my first job out of university which was at a financial PR company. I was on the research team and many of our clients were investment houses, high street banks, and had some sort of financial link. And so I had to become a subject matter expert, not just in the public relations side of things, but in what our clients did in order to be good at, at my job. And you just fast forward several years of just, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, trying things people asking me questions and then me learning about those things and uh yeah here, here we are and uh, there's always something new to learn about when it comes to money it's a very fast moving area it's great you're using your knowledge to help people i think it's wonderful i think you've got to 
the things that we you know enjoy today the rights the privileges that we enjoy have come about because people the people who came before us helped us and i don't think the world just becomes better by itself the world becomes better through all of us collectively trying to make it better and if we don't then uh, it'll just stay the same so i think if you can like why not try and add uh, whether it's to uh, you know to people or, or to, to planet and I guess I'm focusing on the people side wonderful that's a really a love yeah, really lovely positive attitude um, so our podcast with Susan uh, is obviously called maths appeal and you are mr. money jar so what would you say the link is between maths and numeracy and money and personal finances for me number confidence and confidence with your finances goes hand in hand so if you're comfortable with mental arithmetic you know that has everyday applications for example you know going to a supermarket being able to keep a running total of the different things that you're buying if you understand percentages and how they work then that can apply to everything from tax to investments and investment returns so I think if you feel comfortable with numbers if you have a growth mindset when it comes to learning about numbers, then you'll automatically see a payoff when it comes to your finances. And um, you know, a lot, a lot of the work that you and I do, Bobby, with national numeracy, something that I'm really big on is being able to use tools as well to help you, whether it's on the math side or the personal finance side. So do you have to do everything in your head? No, big fan of calculators, online calculators, spreadsheets, just anything that gets you engaged in the topic, really. Right. And so we're currently living in, in a cost of living crisis. And so there are people who are very worried about their personal finances right now. And so for people who are thinking maybe about getting a loan, which, you know, for some people, that's a way to help. Like, what advice would you give them? What we're in right now is a, a high inflationary uh, period kind of environment. And... There are some longer term reasons to, to do with this, but in, in the media, it's to do with a lot of money entering into the system during COVID and, you know, supply chain disruption as a result of the pandemic and all of the, the lockdowns. And so things that didn't used to cost as much are now um, quite expensive. And when inflation is high, when the rate at which things are getting more and more expensive speeds up the central bank the bank of england reacts to this by raising interest rates i've done some content uh, about this on my page actually when we raise interest rates this has two effects on the uh, money that we borrow it becomes more expensive to borrow so you can expect to see higher aprs on um, things like credit cards and interest rates on mortgages so where interest rates are going up, it can be a good idea to keep debt at 0% if you can, or if you're carrying high interest debt, to try and pay it off as quickly as possible. Because the cost of having that debt, on average, is going to be higher now than it was many months ago. But on the flip side of that, the interest that we can expect to earn on our savings is creeping up. And so... If you don't have a savings habit now, if you don't have an emergency fund now, now could be a great time to start saving because the amount of interest that you can expect to get on your savings will have increased also. 
Well, thank you, Timmy. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of food for thought for our listeners because if people are feeling a bit, I guess, like needing to boost their number confidence, they might feel scared about the money, but it's really important to have these conversations. And so thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, that was awesome having Timmy on. And I think why I really value people like Timmy is that nowadays, all sorts of people, young people, adults, have access to technology, their phones. And as soon as you log on to your Instagram, very quickly you can be watching Timmy explaining how um, savings works and how you should think about getting a loan and the value of checking your pay slips. And it just means that personal finance is at the tip of your fingertips. Yeah, it's great because it's, you know, he's like helping people, you know, think about the finance and also give them giving advice. I think it can be so overwhelming, the financial markets and, you know, especially if you're having issues with your finances, it's really hard to know where to go. As you say, it's so great that people like Timmy are sort of doing things to support people understand finances. So if you're one of those people and you're like, you know what, I need some support here. I'm not that confident with my personal finance, but I want to get better. Check Timmy out at Mr. Money Jar. Uh, you can see him on his Twitter and his Instagram. Instagram is where he's the most active. And a big thanks to Timmy again. And it was fabulous to have him on this episode of our podcast where we've teamed up with Experian. So whether it's bills, budgeting or even baking, maths is part of everyday life for all of us. Experian is on a mission to help the nation improve their financial health and we know that good number skills and confidence are a gateway to helping you get there. And that's why Experian is a proud supporter of our Maths Appeal podcast and long-running partner of the charity National Numeracy and working together to help you fulfill your potential. And speaking of fulfilling our potential, it's time to solve the maths appeal problem for this week. So the problem was, Susan leaves £3,000 in the bank for two years and it earns 2% interest per year compounded. And you had to calculate the total amount uh, that Susan had in the bank after two years. I wanted to come to you, Susan, obviously, to ask how you felt or how you think people feel when they see this problem? I'm thinking about my students here a lot of the time especially if they are say students who are say, doing the foundation paper it's a little bit on the lower level the understanding of compound interest is quite a leap because a lot of the time I think they see the two percent and they just think take the three thousand pounds find two percent for one year then take the three thousand pound again then find two percent for the following year and that's the that's the thing is that understanding that compound means whatever you've added the year before that's your new value mm. and then you're going to find two percent of that following amount uh, and, and that's where i think the understanding of compound interest is super important and so for me i obviously i understand it but i know that for a number of people if you don't understand that key term those that key term compound interest you're not going to be able to understand what to do for this question so what sort of topics are involved in this question percentage increase but then having a new total and then doing a percentage increase or decrease on on that value it's also thinking about time and how that things change over time but also you can and i i didn't do it this way but i don't know whether you did you can also bring in the idea of powers as well uh, into mm. percentages as well I'm now intrigued. How did you solve the problem? <laughs> so uh, the way I thought about it was I thought one year, I put it into the bank, what is going to come out after that one year? 
So I was like, okay, 100% of my value is £3,000. To increase it by 2%, the new value is going to effectively be 102%. And so I then convert that to a decimal and that is 1.02. Multiply 3,000 by 1.02 and that gives me £3,060. So that's how much I'll have after one year. You could have done it where you just found 2% of £3,000, which is £60, and added it to original value. That's another way of doing it. And then I then took that value, the new amount of that for that year one, which is 3060 And then I multiplied that again by 1.02 because I'm finding 2% of that new value and then adding it on, which then gives me £3,121.20. That's what I got as my answer. I agree with the answer. My method is effectively the same, but I have, I guess, just made it um, a straight way of getting to the answer. So mine was £3,000 multiplied by 1.02 squared because it's two years okay. being compounded, uh, which gives us the answer. So £3,000 times 1.02 to the power of two. And this well, is actually a method that... Yeah, and also, you know, some students, they prefer, they say, oh, I'm a seagull, just to do the quick method. And this method means that you have to understand what's going on. Yeah. I think your method is better for someone trying to understand it from first principles. So the 1.02 that you multiply by, that represents 102%. So that's your new value. And then the powers that you're talking about, Bobby, that's to do with the years. So if we were to do, if we wanted to find for five years, like how much would I have in the bank after five years? If we want to do one multiplication on the way that you just said, it'd be 1.02 to the power of five. So anyone wanting to explore that in more detail, <laughs> um, <laughs> have fun with that. But the power effectively tells you how many years that is. Hopefully that's kind of helped people understand the idea of compound interest because compound interest works in the sense that, you know, obviously if we're, our money's getting bigger, but also there's this idea of depreciation when things lose their value. It's a similar kind of thing where you've got a new value and then um, if you're taking off a percentage, you're taking off the percentage of the new value, which is a key thing to sort of have in the back of your mind. Because that £3,000 starts mm. as a thing, but then it changes every year. Yes, that's the key thing. Okay, so we've done some maths, we've got some solutions. We would love to hear what you think, how you worked it out. Did you do it a different way? Um, did you use a calculator? Did you do Excel? Did you use pen and paper? And please, please, please do share on our Twitter and our Instagram at Maths Appeal, because we, again, we want this to be a conversation. And hopefully as well, if there's anything you wanted cleared up, please do get in touch with us. And now, as we have done some maths and we've got our solutions ready, our brains are warm and we are ready for mm -hmm. more information from our very own Mr. Siegel. The fact today is actually related to compound interest. Okay. Listen in. I'm a big fan of personal and self-development and there's a concept known as continuous improvement. And I'm going to show you how compound interest can work in our favour here. Imagine we're trying to get better at, let's say, how to bake or to dance or to sing or to tidy up the house. And what you can tell people is, how about you just improve by 1% per day? Uh, and that could be a New Year's resolution. I want to improve by 1% per day. And that doesn't sound that notable or perhaps not even noticeable. But over the long run, that can be very powerful. So earlier on, we talked about that concept of 1.02 or 1.01. So 1% per day would be 1.01. And imagine you got 1% better every day. That would be 1.01 to the power of how many days in a year? 365. Oh. 
Hmm. And what happens is this, you think actually, oh, 1% per day, it's only really a tiny improvement. But over the course of a year, you're going to end up 37 times better by the time oh. you're done. And obviously, wow. realistically, I'm not going to be able to lift 37 times the amount in the gym that I did at the start <laughs> of the year. I mean, I'd be like, the Incredible Hulk times 100. That, but it just shows a small difference per day compounded makes a significant impact on us. Oh, and, so that and the flip side, practice. if you get if you yeah. get worse as well, imagine you get worse by one percent per day. So oh. you're, that's 0.99 to the power of 365. By the end of the year, you are only three percent of what you were at the start of the year. So you just lost. So you've wasted away your baking oh, skills. No. Your, so you Don't so actually that. that shows you power of compound interest is really powerful. So it's about regular, consistent practice goes a very very long way. Is that what you're trying to say, Bobby? Spot oh. on. Love that. Not just a bit of a math fact, but also a bit of life coaching. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been episode six of the Math Appeal series in partnership with National Numeracy and Experian. And if you are following National Numeracy on their campaigns, we'd love you to get involved and take part in their National Numeracy Challenge where you can try to build your own number confidence. It's never too late. The whole point of this is to try and encourage everyone, anyone who thinks, do you know what? I've been finding maths difficult my whole life it's never too late to start so that's kind of our big aim with maths appeal and national numeracy and this whole series and as always we genuinely do look forward to seeing your comments on social media at maths appeal on twitter and instagram and you'll be excited that our next episode number seven is going to be on best buy so thinking about good shopping deals You've been listening to Matt Appeal with me, Susan Okureke and Bobby Seagull. And the music's by Kelly Okureke. And our wonderful producer is Jenny Nelson. We'll see you soon to solve more math problems together. Mm -hmm.